Welcome to the Alchemy of Alignment podcast, where we explore the power of stories, the beauty of transformation, the empowerment of women, and the lasting impact of creatively crafted words. I'm your host, Romina Cavagnola, content creation coach working with soulful women in business to draw out the essence of their message and guide them from content overwhelm into an aligned content creation journey. Join me for a spellbinding blend of content creation coaching and inspiring conversations with women who are taking on life and business in alignment with who they are and the wisdom they have to share with the world. Are you ready? Let's explore. In this episode of Alchemy of Alignment, I speak with Kayla Marie about stepping out of self-doubt and judgment, changing your internal stories to heal inner wounds, learning how to love your body no matter what, and cultivating confidence and purpose in your life. Enjoy. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Alchemy of Alignment. Today, I've got a special guest, Kayla Marie of Confident Kayla Marie Coaching, teaches women to create the purposeful and passionate life that they were meant to live by getting themselves out of self-doubt and judgment with her Secrets to Self-Confidence program. She has a really powerful story to share, and I can't wait to hear what she has to say today. Welcome, Kayla. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to share my story and inspire even more people. Awesome. Thank you for being here today. I can't wait to dive right in. So why don't you just start by telling listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So like, like you introduced me on my bio, I'm a self-love and confidence coach. Um, and I really focus on getting women or new business owners out of self-doubt and judgment. So that's one of the main things that I believe holds people back in life, right? So when I did my market research, that was one of the main things that people said that they were struggling with when it came to self-confidence and self-love. So, and, and judgment is like a topic that I was really passionate about. And I guess I was like a pro judger of myself. <laughs> <Aren't we all? laughs> so yeah, yeah. Recovered from that for the most part, it still sneaks up but um, that's okay because I'm human and that happens, but now I have the tools to get myself out uh, as quickly as possible. So that's kind of in short of the long, I guess, of what I do uh, and how I help people. Fabulous. And how did you fall into that? Like, what was it that inspired you to create that business? Yeah, so I, in 2016, I was having a fight with my my ex-husband. and it was about my weight of all the things. And hey, so if there's any guys listening here, don't don't talk to your wife about her weight or just just leave that off the table for this discussion. But um, so we were having a fight about that, and I decided that I was gonna get some space and go to the store bedroom and just, you know, get that space to process. Mm. And so I was crying. There's a Kleenex strewn everywhere, right? Like just having a pity party. I was feeling really, really ashamed about my weight, right? And you know, he said the five words that changed my life forever. He he burst into the room about an hour into my pity party, and he said these five words. And if you're not sitting, maybe you should sit because it's it, it's harsh, but um, I am grateful for it. So he said, "You are fat and unattractive." 
and I was shattered, right? I let someone else's words completely shatter my self-confidence. I just felt like the lowest of the low and I just didn't know what to do with myself. And so I ended up after he left the room, just like hugging my body and being like, I love you anyway. Right. I love you despite how big you are, small you are. If there's some wrinkles, if there's some stretch marks, I don't care. I'm not going to let somebody else's opinion affect how I feel about myself anymore. Like it was like the light bulb happened. Right. And Mm -hmm. it was called self-confidence for a reason. Right. So that's kind of where my journey started. Uh, and that journey kind of continued onto Instagram and that journey is pretty well documented on Instagram. Uh, but I had a girl come into my DMS after I was posting just a picture of me actually in a simple dress that I really loved. Right. And it was something along the lines captured, like if you're, if you're wondering, you know, or holding back from, from buying that dress that you really like, just buy the dress. Right. Mm -hmm. And so she messaged me saying like, you know, I want to know, how are you so confident in yourself? Like, I can just tell that you love your body. Like, can you please give me some tips? Like I need to know. And so I gave her a couple of tips and she said, you should start a Facebook group. So I did. And it kind of just grew from there. Right. I got just obsessed and uh, yeah, the secrets to self-confidence program was born and continues to develop. And that's, yeah, the kind of like the doorway opens. Right. And I've been in, I've been in the self-development realm um, for over a decade now. Like I started when I was 18. And so I've been always that kind of go-to friend that, you know, people ask advice from and things like that. The wise one, the awakened one, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Right. So I've always been that friend. So I just kind of brought all of my knowledge together from, you know, the YouTube videos, the books, the retreats that I went to, and I put it into the program and yeah, now you have that. That's how it was kind of formed together. Yeah, it's pretty inspiring that you were able to just take that sort of really low moment and and create something just really amazing from that and and to share it also, not just to to develop yourself, but to give that hope to to others. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, I don't want other women to feel that way, right? Mm -hmm. And this, and by the way, guys, I just back up a little bit. I'm not here to demonize my ex at all. He's got his own journey. He's got his own thing. Um, But, and I I think we can all agree, we've said things in the heat of the moment that honestly, you know, we didn't mean, right? And he didn't, that was honest truth. He was hurting, he hurt people, hurt people. And that's why actually another reason why I, I tell people like you need to work on yourself. If you don't work on yourself, you don't heal those inner wounds that you have going on inside of you, you are going to bleed all over the people you love. And that's what happens, right? Mm. So you got to get right. Or what, what's that quote from uh, <laughs> the movie? It always goes through my mind. Like you got to check yourself before you wreck yourself, because <laughs> if you don't, it's going to happen. I can't think of the movie, but I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's due date. He has a little dog, right? And he's like, you better check yourself before you wreck yourself. But I always related to self-development. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Definitely rings true. <laughs> <laughs> um, so along those lines, I understand that you have a pretty profound experience from earlier on in life um, that you went through quite a few um, challenging experiences. Would you like to share a bit about that? Yeah, I think this is probably what's led me to to self-development because I grew up in a very poor kind of negative environment, right? Both of my parents worked a lot um, because we didn't have a lot of money, right? And actually my, my biological father passed away from uh, complications due to cancer when I was only five years old. And so 
Um, you know, my mom had to try to provide for the kids and it was, it was a hard time. Right. And I made a lot. The thing is kids do is, is I made a lot of stories up during that time about what all of this meant about me, right. And my worthiness. Mm -hmm. And it kind of gave me this like negative view on the world. Like, um, I was bullied a lot by my siblings. I was the unpopular kid in school. And, you know, my mom actually used to tell me that a lie told enough times becomes the truth. So I started to believe the lies, right? I wasn't telling myself good stories. And yeah, that's, that's, I, like I said, what I think led me to this whole self-development journey, um, because I wasn't blessed with like a peachy keen sunshine and rainbows kind of childhood. Hmm. I think that we all sort of think this is how it's supposed to be. And whatever our experience is, whether it's good or bad is always like, kind of like the grass is always greener. Like <laughs> you always wonder like, what is it supposed to be like? Is it supposed to be like in the movies and, and things like that. And really like everyone is just supposed to learn from the experience that they have. Cause that's what shapes them into the person that they become. And not just with, exactly. you know, your family life, but with everything that happens, your work life and, and um, other personal experiences as well. Yeah. Like I've heard a lot of different coaches say everything, all, everything is happening for you, not to you. Right. Mm. And you have a choice to decide whether or not that's something you're going to believe. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that that has the power to change the trajectory of your life, like your whole entire life, you, your thoughts create your reality. Mm. So your, you know, your perspective is what's so important. And, um, even with, with what's going on in the world right now, you know, with COVID and, and all of that, it's like, it's hard not to dive into what everybody else's reality with it is. But mm -hmm. I just invite people, or I've been inviting a lot of people to just like, look for the opportunities, look for the rays of sunshine that there is right. Because with any darkness, there is the light as well. So mm -hmm. if you're looking for the light and focusing on the light, you will see more of that. It's just like, you know, if you, for example, I, when I bought my Jeep Cherokee, right, then all of a sudden I was seeing Jeep Cherokees everywhere when before I never saw them, <laughs> right? You get what you focus on. And so, um, I think that's really important um, mm. lesson, I guess that I've learned anyway, in the past, you know, I guess, has it almost been a year yet? I don't know. However many months that this has happened with, you know, what's going on in the world. So mm. I think it's hard to, um, because everything is everywhere about COVID, it's, it's really hard to just decide what it is that you think about it and what you feel comfortable doing. And, and um, especially with, you know, the news and everybody on Facebook is talking about it. And so it's really hard to just yeah. <laughs> separate yourself from that collective, right? There's this collective opinions on, on everything and collective emotions about what's happening also. And it's just really hard to separate. What do I feel? What do I think? What do I want to do about this? So, Yeah. And I mean, that just happens with, with anything that's like a world worldwide, um, or even just like in, in your own society, like anything that, that is like that, that is impactful in your society that, that can happen with as well. So yeah, Definitely. I can see why it's yeah. getting, getting to some people. So, I mean, I, I don't blame them. It's, it's kind of hard. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is for sure. And it's there and you have to acknowledge it. You can't stick your head in the sand like an ostrich and just like pretend that it's not happening. Mm. That's not what I'm suggesting at all, but it's just like, okay, this is what's going on. This is the awareness. We have to work around what's truly going on in the world right now. But 
it's like, do we have to focus on it so much, mm -hmm. right? Do we have to, like, and, and you had said it was kind of hard to avoid it. Um, I don't watch the news. I haven't watched the news for years before yeah, COVID. Me either. <laughs> me either. Depressing. <laughs> it, yeah, it is. And, and again, you get what you focus on. So if you're, the media is deciding that day that they're going to share, well, most of the time the news is like, I would say 90% negative stuff. Like, what's wrong with the world and then maybe 10% positive. Like they'll throw a volunteer thing in there or something heartwarming, but like that's not a majority of what the news actually is. Right. And you're affected by whatever you surround yourself around or mm -hmm. surround yourself with. So it's like, you know, if you're surrounding yourself with those five, you know, people, five amazing people, you guys have probably heard that before, right? If you're into self-development, you've heard you're the average of the five people that you hang out with most or that you spend the most time with. And that's true with anything, right? Are you pay attention to what social media accounts you're following? Pay, like if, if you don't want to, like if you go on Facebook and it doesn't make you feel good, it's probably time to start unfollowing some people, right? Mm, absolutely. That's, that's what I, I've curated my feed and you have to be, okay, so here's the thing with that is if you guys watch the social dilemma on Netflix, um, you, you will see that there was a lady on there and she said something along the lines of, you know, she purposely follows people she disagrees with because what will happen if you start to unfollow everybody that you disagree with, then you don't have anything to challenge you into, um, you know, a new, a new perspective. Right. So it's good to have a few of those, but maybe, maybe back it up instead of it being 90% negative and 10% positive. I, I'm using negative and positive, but you know, those are polarities necessarily, but like things that make you feel good, right. Versus things that make you feel bad. Like, you know, balance that out a all. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Whatever the emotions, right? Like the lower harmonics of human emotion and then the higher ones, you want to be mm. in the higher ones as much as possible. Right. I mean, who yeah. doesn't want more joy more happiness, more love. Right. So follow more of those kind of accounts. Yeah. It goes back to that. <clears throat> excuse me, idea of vibration. So if you're going to vibrate high, you're going to attract awesome stuff. And if you're constantly surrounded by all that negative stuff, then you're vibing low and then all the things happen to you. And then you're like, Oh my goodness, my life, you know, and then more stuff keeps happening. Cause then you're just wrapped up in that, in that yeah. you know, swirly mess of, of negative low vibrations. <laughs> definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's the law of vibration, right? At its finest, which actually uh, comes before the law of attraction. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and that's like what so many coaches and, you know, I think I heard that, that, that was from Bob Proctor, but I've also heard, um, Danielle Laporte talk about, you know, desires and making yourself feel good and how important that is to attract, like you said, what you actually do desire into your life. Because mm -hmm. if you're focused too much on, on the stuff that you don't want, it's going to show up. Mm -hmm. So true. <laughs> Let's not even go there. <laughs> um, I, I attracted exactly, a, a that's broken exactly leg. What you so let's not even what, go there. That's there, but not, let's not even go, go there. That. Nope. That was fun enough at the time. So let's talk about secrets. What is the biggest secret to self-love and confidence? Mm. Uh, like I kind of alluded to in the beginning of our conversation, I think it's judgment. Like getting yourself out of judgment is number one. And I've been talking to a few people and speaking on a few summits and things like that. And I have really kind
kind of had a, an aha moment. And maybe this is obvious to some people, but not, it wasn't to me because I thought it was just okay. Like I need to stop judging myself. And that's what I teach in, in my program. It's not the first step because there's a few steps before that, but it's one of the most important ones because if here's the thing, well, I'll go back to my story actually about, you know, what my ex-husband said. So he said, you're fat and unattractive. Well, if I didn't believe that about myself, it wouldn't bother me. Right. It would be the same as if he had said, Kayla, you have purple hair. Well, I don't have purple hair. Right. It would have been the same exact energy, but it hurt me so bad because it was actually something that I believed about myself. Right. So that's why it's so important to actually stop judging yourself because literally nothing and no one can touch you after that. Like when you know your deepest truth of who you are as a human being and you like that person, you're unstoppable. Mm. That's really powerful. And it's also really hard, I think, for a lot of us to do, because there's always that little voice that comes back and go, oh, but, you know, your stretch marks or, you know, oh, but my oh, but is I've got an abdominal separation from my pregnancy and I did the exercises and then, you know, all the things happened and I stopped doing them and it's still there. And I look at it going, I want to love you, but, and there's always a but, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. 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 So I can totally relate to that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, the last few years I've been following the body positivity movement, right. In regards to that. And there's been a lot of like, you have to feel positive and love your body all the time. Like, and it gets to be a bit, again, it's polarizing. Right. So it's like either I love my body or I don't, but it's not like that. Right. It's not like that. It's I, when I had that moment, I was like, I love you anyway. I love you no matter what you look like no matter what's and it's a decision and a choice to make Mm. that's the big thing like I don't think I don't look in the mirror some days and be like whoa like you're bloated what's going on you look pregnant whatever those thoughts will still come up in my head but the the difference is now is that I refuse to entertain them Mm. I notice them and I'm like hey okay that's what's going on today Mm, nope we're not going to do this right not going to do this walking away from the mirror or if you're really brave this one, this one's crazy. A little bit. Can we get crazy? Can we get a little crazy? Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'll do this to myself on purpose. If you want to be brave and bold, like, and, and you're like, no, I don't want to deal with this anymore. Here's, here's something you can do. Strip yourself naked and stand in front of the mirror and be grateful for your body. Mm. Be grateful for everything that it does for you. Right. You got up this morning, you held your loved ones, right. You were talking this morning about, um, you know, getting your, your babies off to school or, you know, whatever, wherever they're going, right. It helps you do so many things. This life is experienced through our body. And the other thing is second point is not to get so much value out of our appearance, right? Like you're more than a a body. You're more than a pretty face. You're more than that perfect ideal of like what we think we should look like. And the other thing is, you know, people will so, um, so deeply, deeply identify themselves as their body. But that's, that's not the truth. Our body is a vehicle, right? Like I said, I drive a Jeep Cherokee, but I don't confuse myself to be a Jeep Cherokee. I'm Kayla. I'm driving the Jeep Cherokee, Mm -hmm. right? So if we start to actually value ourselves again, as human beings, as you know, infant beings, whatever you want to call it, like you have so much more value inside of you than just a body. So, Mm. I mean, there's more to life than that, right? Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, it's so good what you were saying. And that's, I've been hearing this, um, this perspective, because as, as you were saying, the, the, polar, the polarity of saying you have to love your body or and if you don't love your body, then you hate your body. And there's a lot more focus now that I'm seeing on um, it's okay to love your body, but still want to change it. And that's coming from that choice and that self-love of saying, well, I'm going to take care of my body. And when you take care of your body, then things start to change and, you know, it makes you healthier. And, you know, sometimes you lose weight or you, whatever you um, moisturize your skin or, or whatever it is that you, you need to do to, to make yourself feel good. Um, and I kind of like that, that perspective because I don't like this idea that I have to love my body all the time because sometimes I'm like, ugh, sciatic pinch. I really don't love that. You know, like how can you love yeah. something that makes your life difficult, right? But on the other hand, I look at my body and go, okay, I don't love my abdominal separation, but I created a life inside of me that's, you know, now running around in the world. And so how can you not love that? So I really like the, the idea that you can say, okay, I really do love my body for how it works without having to feel guilty that I want to do exercise or that I want to get rid of my stretch marks or whatever, whatever it is for each person. Um, and I think that's a really great um, perspective to take because it's not just like all or nothing, which makes it really hard for people. It's really challenging to be like, okay, I have to love my body. And if I don't love my body, there's something wrong with me and I have to lift weights or whatever it is that they think they have to do to like be I'm perfect. not doing it right. Exactly. You're not yeah. doing it right. And you have to be perfect. And then that just starts a whole different, um, spiral of like I'm not perfect I'm not <laughs> you're just like caught up in this endless journey of trying to get somewhere that is impossible really exactly I yeah. like that it's like an impossible ideal I mean I want to say nothing is impossible there's the contradiction there is like exactly where my brain went but it's kind of the allowance knowing that 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 those things are going to come up still right? There's no, like, we're human. We're going through this life. It's a journey too. That's the other thing is that it's, we have to honor that, that it's a journey. It's not, we, we, it's not a destination. I guess I'm not the first one to come up with this stuff, guys. <laughs> Lots of gurus have said this, right? And it's like, we have to get joy in the journey. And I love what you said about almost turning this whole fitness world diet thing, like right on its head and being like, no, 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 I'm doing this because I love myself, not because I hate myself. Right. Judgment never actually got me further than, you know, maybe, maybe some part-time self-loathed weight loss. Well, actually that, or, or you did it for the wrong reasons and then you just gain it all back. Like I did with my wedding, right? Like I, I took it off, gained it back or, you know, you know what, I'm going to be like real honest and vulnerable right now. And it's like, I've gained weight, lost weight. And it's like, our bodies just change. Uh, it's okay. Like we don't have to, again, look a certain way or be a certain way. Like it's okay for our body. Guess what? We are not going to look the same as when we were born. Right. And like, we're all going to get, or not all, you know, the luckiest of us, I guess, get older that we get wrinkly we're gonna get you know 80 years old you're not gonna look the same as you were 30 like hopefully you age gracefully but maybe not you know yeah absolutely i think it's choosing to be okay with what's happening with your body yeah mm. yeah yeah being an allowance that it's going to change and it's okay and i think detaching yourself from that whole like i am my body really helps right? really helps because you're like, oh, I actually have more value than this. This isn't what life is all about. Life mm -hmm. isn't all about like 
you know, what I look like or, you know, what my body looks like. It's more about the experiences that bring me joy, that bring up my vibrations that I can attract and create the life that I truly desire. Right. It's, it's all like comes from that root. I think of self-love and confidence. That's what I say is, is that if you do everything from that space, love, right. Mm. Then everything else will fall into place. Yeah, absolutely. And I think also you touched on it before this idea of the messaging that women are getting when they're young of, I have to look a certain way. I have to behave a certain way and, and that kind of thing. Um, and what I noticed was um, there's a lot of books coming out around this idea of, of body identity and, and the things that you say to children. Um, I started reading a lot of stuff with, um, you know, Maggie Dent and um, Steve Bidolf and just about, you know, cause I have a son. So I am reading, you know, how do I nourish him and how do I, um, you know, hold space for him to be who he is and not make him be like what a boy is supposed to be like boys don't cry boys, you know, all that stuff that they say, you know, boys can cry, mm -hmm. boys can be sensitive. Like my son is really sensitive. And so I found these books and one of them is um, boys will be, and you know, they have that saying boys will be boys. And it's like an excuse for them to just be jerks. Um, but inside mm -hmm. the book is boys will be creative. Boys will be helpful and sensitive and all this like really good stuff. And there's a, a girl equivalent of that book. Um, and it says girls are pretty. And then the idea inside is that girls are pretty smart. They're pretty, you know, whatever they're not actually physical uh, qualities. And I really love that. And that's just whole idea um, to, to, yeah, to really tell them you are actually more than your body. You're more than what you look like and, and what people think of you and, and judge you for simply by the way that you look. Mm -hmm. mm. I love that. That's powerful. Yeah. Super powerful. And I love that that is being portrayed in our society now, right? Like we've had such toxic messaging from companies that are profiting off of us being secure, mm. right? And then as women too, we've been conditioned, like you said, right? That we have to be a certain way, but also um, it really, our livelihood depended on our appearance at one time. It mm. doesn't anymore, I would say, or less so. Mm. Um, things are getting better, but at one time your parent, like this was your currency, right? As a woman, maybe you had some extra skills, like, you know, singing or, you know, I don't know what we do in the old fashioned days, like sewing <laughs> or whatever, like what they, whatever they had, like they had a few skills, right. But mainly it was based on, well, there was, there was, um, I feel like I'm contradicting myself a little bit now because it's like, oh, they had, if they had familial ties, but like a lot of it was based on what they looked like right were they beautiful could they provide an error like those are the two things right like do they look good on somebody's arm and it's like oh my goodness but this is this is a lot of re reprogramming right of societal familial conditioning and and it takes time to redo that but first of all is awareness right like you have to be aware of what's really going on that's why I do what I do. That's why I go on podcasts like this. That's why people write books about it is because it's like, okay, we need to start getting really, really aware of what's really going on here, getting the big picture, right? Yeah. And just spread the message as far as you can, because that way we can help more people. Exactly. Awesome. So what would be your top tip for women, in, women that are struggling with self-worth? So we talked already about, you know, what's the, the secret to confidence and it's, you know, no judging yourself. So what is it that you would do when you're struggling with self-worth? Like you've touched on, let's look at judgment. Let's not judge ourselves, but what is like a practical way that they can 
you know, nourish themselves so that they feel like they're worthy. Mm, I like that you already touched on what I'm going to, where I'm going to go with this. So I think that it, it again, it kind it goes back to the way that my program is actually designed. Cause we, if we go backwards, the first couple of steps are, um, learning, learning who you are as a human being, like forgiving all of that, uh, the good, the bad and the ugly type of thing, accepting all of that. And then step two is creating the woman that you actually desire to be. So many of us haven't actually even visited that, to be honest, like when, you know, before, back before my divorce, like, okay, I thought, okay, I need to be a farm wife and, you know, have my career and do to do, like, I need to have these things in order to be a valuable human being. Um, but then I had to, after my divorce, right, my identity was shattered and I had to completely rebuild myself. Right. So that's kind of where this came from is that I needed to decide who I wanted to be and then go and be that person. Right. Like decide who it is you want to be and then keep promises to yourself. Like if you want to be fit and healthy and energetic, then you need to start taking action in that, in that area. Right. Like there's, there's a little bit of this going on with the uh, body positivity world again, right? Where they're like, okay, I just love myself. I love myself. I love myself. But I've heard women that I've worked with saying like, yeah, but it feels like a lie. And it's like, okay, well, are you treating yourself like you love yourself? Or are you sitting on the couch, you know, stuffing yourself full of Cheetos or cheesecake or whatever, right? Because that's not honoring of your body. That's not honoring of you. You're not taking care of yourself. Yes. Okay. Here's the thing. Again, advice from my mom. She was a very wise woman. Everything in moderation, right? Like you can, you can have cheesecake. You can have these things. But if you're going overboard, that's a, called an overindulgence, right? You can indulge, but don't overindulge. And like if you're doing that, you need to look deep down inside and figure, okay, what is going on here that I'm self-sabotaging or not taking care of myself? Like what's really going on here? And like, I find that coaching or mentors or therapists can really help with that, right? Like help you discover what it is that you're doing, why you're doing it, and then kind of like help you turn it around, right? Because mm -hmm. sometimes it's hard to get aware of those things just on your own. Yeah. <clears throat> and a lot of the time, I think I've, I've heard people talking about, um, cause you know, as you mentioned, there's a lot of coaches around doing, uh, things like this, like what you do. And there's a lot of talk around, um, limiting beliefs or fears that they have that <clears throat> they may not even realize that they have. And so those things, because they're, um, sort of subconsciously influencing what you're doing and the, and the stories that you're telling yourself about yourself and your body. And so you, you eat because you're afraid of, something that happens if you, you know, are not overweight or if you, do you know what I mean? Or if you, if you get rid of your stretch yep. marks, what happens then? Like it kind of, it's a good thing, right? If you get healthy and you do exercise and you, you are um, creating more energy for your body that way and, and more muscle and, and control in your body, right? That's all good. But like, what is it that that then allows you to achieve that you're afraid of? And I think that that's a really interesting way to look at it because it's, as you said, self-sabotage, but they don't even know what they're doing and, and why they're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's a, it's a common thing. Hey you guys, I don't have everything figured out all the time. Right. I'm a human being. I'm still on my journey. Right. So mm -hmm. it's like, again, it's nice to just have someone say like, cause the other thing is too, um, I find people from the outer perspective have that outer perspective. They have the higher 
um, almost like, you know, a helicopter above and they can see, okay, this is what's going on here, but you're down in the thicket of it. Like you're in the forest and you're looking around and you're lost. And of course you are, cause it's a thick forest, right? But somebody else can come in and just help you be like, okay, what about this? Or, you know, here's, here's a path that you could take. And like, what if you could have that person, you know, taking that aerial view and saying like, you know, I see about five different paths here that you could take to get to where you want to go. Which one do you want to choose? Right. Mm. Um, and then just having someone to keep you accountable to that, to, to actually making that journey to getting to where you want to go. Because I find like, we're not designed as human beings to do it all alone. Right. Mm. We're all just walking each other home as uh, Ram Dass says. And it's like, it's so true. That's what we're meant to do. That's what I did. Right. To get to where I am. I have mentors. I have coaches. I have people in my life. I've quoted like, like probably a dozen people already. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's just, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of went down a rabbit hole there, but I forget what the question was. I wanted to wrap it up and tie it in nicely, but I forgot what it was. <laughs> it was a, a tip for women who are struggling with self-worth, like a practical way that they can do something yeah, about that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's like keeping promises to yourself, right? Taking care of yourself and your body, right? If you say you're going to get up and work out in the morning, then, then you have to do it, right? Like you have to keep that promise to yourself. They're sacred because if you think about it as um, like a piggy bank, right? So your, your confidence and trust in yourself, right? As a piggy bank and you decide that you're going to, I'm just using working out as an example. You could use it. You could use it in any area of your life. Like say you want to be a better mom. So it's like you want to read a story to your son before bed, but you don't do it because you're tired or like whatever, right? Whatever excuses that we, we make for ourselves, like in the morning, I'm too tired or whatever. Um, so every time you don't keep that promise, you take trust out of the piggy bank, right? So you're taking, you're taking out the credits. What happens when you keep taking out credits? You get broke. Yeah. Right. Nothing. You left. get broke <laughs> and you don't want to be broke. So so the best way to do to build that self-worth up, that self, self-love, self-confidence, I guess those those are two different things. And I should maybe go back to that and say, like in order to build that worthiness up, um, that level of self-love is you need to keep those promises to yourself to become the woman that you truly desire to be, right? Or the person, if there's some men listening to this, I'm not sure. But it's it's that. It's actually being in alignment with what you say you're gonna do. Mm. Yeah. That really makes sense. And as you say, it's a commitment, isn't it? It's like you want something, but the only way you're going to achieve it is to commit and actually then do the things for whatever yes. it is. If it's, it's caring for your body, if it's, you know, growing your business, it's, you know, learning a skill or, or a language or something, you, you have to actually do it or you're not actually going to get anywhere. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. And you have to set yourself up for success too. That's one little caveat that I want to say is that, don't like if you if I'm going to use the, the the working out as an example again. So if you uh, want to work out, you want to get healthier, you want to grow your muscles uh, in the beginning, don't make it a commitment to do it six times a week for two hours, like make it really doable, <laughs> like put you put baby steps in place, right? Maybe it's a couple of times a week at first. That's how I started when I got like really, really, um, in tune with my body and, um, like really fit is I went and I went to the gym for two days a week. 
for half an hour. Then I went three days a week. And a month later, I was going four times. Like, and I actually was drawn to the gym. Like, that's where I wanted to go. Because I, I knew that that, like, I had retrained my brain to be like, no, this is a positive place to be. I feel good when I go. Mm. But the first little while was hard, right? The first little while while I was making that habit, retraining those neural pathways in my brain, it was hard. I'm not going to lie to you, but that's why it helps to have someone help you on the journey or keep you accountable. That's why people hire trainers, right? Mm. Yeah. 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 I think it's easier to be accountable when there's someone else there to say, Hey, you didn't do that thing that you said you were going to do because when you're doing it yourself, you'd be like, Oh, but it's okay. Cause you know, I had to, you start justifying, right? I had to do this other thing yep. or whatever. I was too tired. I stayed up during working, whatever. And it doesn't, it doesn't happen. And it's easy to rationalize yourself out of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and even if it's just the beginning, right, that's when it's the hardest, right? If you just have somebody to help you in the beginning, because I think to myself, like, I don't want my clients to need me all the time. Like, I want them to, to have a glow up and not need me. I don't want that, right? So that's what it is. It's like when you, when you have someone to help you through the hard part, the hard stages until it becomes a habit, your good, your goals, right? Then you can move on from there. So mm -hmm. it's not that it's kind of like training wheels, right? So you're putting some training wheels on and, and like going forward from there. And then eventually you don't need the training wheels anymore. Mm. Awesome. And speaking of training wheels, what about uh, your program? How can people get in touch with you about that and find out more about that? Yeah, so I'm actually launching it uh, in a few weeks. And uh, when this is recorded, that will be passed already. But I will be launching it again in the new year. Uh, so again, it's it's a six-week program. It might change in the new year. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. We'll see. Um, but yeah, it's a six-week program. And we go through the steps, right? The, st the steps that I talked a little bit about. Um, if I give a quick outline, it's more like, um, like I said, the first couple of days, are um, defining who you are, deciding who you are, creating what I call your confidence compass, right? Because then you know what direction you need to be going. Um, then we come up with a plan as to how you're going to do that. And then we dive deep for a few weeks and we, we figure out what exactly it is that's holding you back from actually doing that, right? So it's retraining the pathways. It's finding out what the self-sabotaging behaviors are and why and you know, diving, like I said, deeper into that. And then on the last week, we just address what to expect moving forward, right? You've, you've been in this environment, you've transformed, and now people in your life are going to be like, you changed. And right, they're going to call you on it. And a lot of people will allow that to drag them back into where they were. Mm -hmm. So we address that just to make sure that you feel confident actually moving forward. Okay. Sounds fabulous. And where can people find you online to learn more about that and everything else that you do? Yeah, I'm on social media all over. It's confident.kayla.marie and Kayla is spelled just the regular way, K-A-Y-L-A. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm on Instagram mostly. So even if you hit me up in the DMs, I'll usually respond. I, it may take me a few days, but I usually will. <laughs> okay. Good to know. Uh, so you can do that. Yeah. Or email me the same confident.kayla.marie at gmail.com. Uh, and yeah, I look forward to, to chatting with you. Awesome. Is there anything else that you'd like to share before we wrap up? I think I covered a lot. I covered a lot in this time that we had. So yeah. no, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy with that. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah. 
Well, thank you for being here today. It was really fascinating to discuss all of this with you. It's really um, something that I've been seeing a lot lately in, in the online spaces that I'm in. And it's really nice to get this perspective of, you know, it's okay to, to struggle and, and to, you know, have to come back. And as you mentioned, have that compass of, you know, where do I really want to go and how do I get there? So that's a really um, empowering message to, to share. So thank you for coming on today and sharing that. Hey, welcome. Thank you for having me. No, yeah, my pleasure. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Alchemy of Alignment. If you'd like to receive regular email updates about new podcast episodes, powerful insights into aligned content creation, early invitations to any of my offerings, and whatever else I happen to be exploring, go to RaminaCavagnola.com forward slash essence. If my message resonates with you, I'd love it if you'd take a moment to rate and review so that other soulful women can find their way here. And don't forget to tune into the next episode. Until then, may you ride the wave of clarity and intuition all the way to the shore of aligned content creation.